Hello, lovely friends. Here we are again. And whew, my little one just stormed up the stairs and promptly put himself to bed at 3.30 in the afternoon. Ugh, school is hard, you guys. Spelling is hard. Reading is hard. Momming is hard. There's seriously so much to stress about these days. But uh, let's just try to keep some perspective, you know? Kids have bad days. They come home tired. We all have bad days. So let's show some compassion for one another and just choose to see God in our neighbor. That's, you know, that's something we can be praying for. Like just with all the division and all the changes and all the worries, let's just be praying together as women to love others and see God in them because God is in each person. And so we can be praying, um, just for eyes to see eyes to see and compassion today. Our guest who truly shows godly perspective is a woman who really models how love creates hope. And she shows us how to walk that hope out. Okay. So you might relate to this feeling, you know, that feeling when you really want something and it, it just feels right. Like it resonates with you and you're drawn to it. Um, I, years ago I was shopping for a house and I'd drive around with my realtor and we'd look at house after house and not even a house on the list. I just, I see it at a stop sign on a corner and I'm like, that's my house. That's the house I want. And I tell her, And that's the house I bought. Like I just knew and you shoes work the same way. I mean, you can like a lot of shoes, cute shoes, cute shoes. Yep. And then you see the shoes and you're like, Oh, those shoes speak to me. Like, you know, you just love them more and you'll keep them forever because you follow that strong gut feeling. I think we should have things that we deeply feel but let's level up in more ways than shoes, right? We need to be practicing following our gut, that intuition, the spirit, trusting our voice, because the most rewarding outcomes come from a place of stepping into the unknown, taking that risk. You know what I mean? I love how we can step into something that seems simple, but when we follow that longing, it can be just the thing that opens up the door to what you need before you even know that you need it. So today I'd like to introduce you to Meg Bloomer. She's going to tell us the beauty of pursuing what you love and, or what she's going to tell us the beauty of how she pursues what she loves in her role as a noonday ambassador. And then how it actually has carried her through some really hard things. Meg's story is one filled with adventure, but also really deep loss. So please join me in welcoming her as she bravely shares her story. Hey, oh my goodness. I have written and rewritten this intro 500 times. Now the mic is on and I'm so nervous, but does it even matter? Let's just play the booty music and get to the good stuff, right? If you're here, it's probably because you already love me for another reason, and I'm oh so happy. So welcome to the space. Seriously, it's a safe little pocket of space in the world where we can hang out like friends and just talk about the real things of life. 
So when you're here, I hope you experience God's love and know for sure that you are invited into a rock star life. So there will be stories sprinkled in to inspire you along the way because stories are totally the best way to bring in connections and compassion. So let's do this. All right. So this is it. I'm super excited. Hi, this is Meg. And um, I was remembering meeting you on the soccer field. Do you remember this? I do. And I was super excited. That was like my one soccer season that kid ever even played. So I'm glad. (laughs) That was with Brooks and he never played anymore. Where did you move from? I remember you had just moved here. Orlando. Orlando. Yes, I was from here, but we had just moved from Orlando. I was super excited because we were both speech pathologists. Yes. And that was really exciting. So, um, so tell me about your business and kind of what you do and we'll start there. Um, well, I work for a company called Noonday Collection and what Noonday does is they partner with artisans who have a talent um, in very vulnerable communities. So they have a skill, but rarely have a marketplace of um, people to purchase their products. And so um, Noonday has found a way to partner with them and create dignified jobs where they can use their skills and their talents to support their families. And we create the marketplace here um, for them. So um, we're in about 33, we're in about 15 countries with about 33 artisan businesses right now. Um, And that's kind of in a nutshell, what Noonday is and why they do what they do. How did you get invited into that experience? So I was invited to a trunk show here in Anderson. We first moved here and the invitation said Noonday trunk show. And so I thought it was at 12 o'clock. I had never heard of New Day. I had never heard of New Day before. Sense. I know. And I was like, gosh, this is at noon. That's such an odd time to have a party. Like, I don't know if I can make it in the middle of the day. It was at six o'clock in the evening, which made much more sense. So once I reached out to the hostess, she's like, no, Meg, it's at six tonight. I would have thought this all I know. It's called Noonday Collection. And so where that comes from is a verse in Isaiah this says, when you satisfy the needs of the oppressed, your light will shine like the noonday. And so that is where noonday came from, not because of the time of day we hold trunk shows. <laughs> that would be a little limiting. <laughs> yes. Um, so it comes from the premise that if we satisfy the needs of the oppressed and use the opportunities we've been given to create opportunity for others, then our light will shine. And so we're not just helping others, but we are being blessed in return. And that has definitely been the case for me. So I went to that trunk show and um, just loved the product. But that night I was was only buying Christmas presents. It was a November show. And I said, I'm only buying Christmas presents. You cannot get something for yourself. I promised myself. And so of course I got there and I was dying. I would say. Right. So I did. I only bought Christmas gifts that night, but I went to the host, the ambassador, which is what we are called if we work for New Day Collection, and just said, I'd like to host a trunk show. I love this company. I love everything you guys are about. And mostly I need some joy for myself because <laughs> I love it. 
and I want to earn some product by hosting. So I hosted- oh, you're talking me right into it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I hosted a trunk show at my home and, um, that was when I really got to talk to her about the company a little more and the travels. Um, her name was Susan and she had traveled to so many of the countries to meet these artisans. And I just, just left that. She left that night. Some resonance or like, how did you know? I mean, did it just resonate in your heart? Yeah. I just couldn't get it off my mind. And I called her a couple of weeks later and said, I just think this is something I need to do. Um, I can't, just get it off my heart that I love what you guys are doing. And I think this is amazing. Um, so I met her for lunch and I just decided to go for it. And here I am. That was three years ago. I've gotten to try almost four January will be four years. Um, I've gotten to travel with noonday. So I've now been to Guatemala and met four of our artisan groups there. Um, went to the Dominican Republic where we actually were meeting our Haitian artisans, but at that time, Haiti was under a lot of um, just political unrest and it was not safe there. And so we ended up flying our Haitian artisans over to the Dominican and they got a little vacation and we got a vacation and we all met. And it was actually really neat. Wild. Um, it was a couple of them. It was the first time they'd ever flown and it was just really nice to, to get away. Um, I mean, you know how it is as a mom, if we are working and taking care of our families, there's no relaxing, like the relaxing away from your house. (laughs) You can truly relax. So the artisans really enjoyed that trip as much as we did, because normally we're traveling to see them in their homes and in their workshops, which is great for us, but it's still work for them. They're having to host. So it's even more. So that was a really special trip that we got to take. Um, but yeah. And you got to know the people. And- yeah. It's, I mean, and you really get to learn their stories. And I mean, I could talk for hours about things I've learned from them. But the number one takeaway that I've had from all of this, and, you know, I've been on plenty of mission trips, and I'm all about giving to organizations. And I still think there's a place for that. And it's so important. But what I've learned is that these, people want jobs. They want dignity. They want to provide for their families more than charity, which there is a place for charity for sure in certain places. But um, these, all of these artisans have just expressed to us that they want work. They want consistent, sustainable jobs. And um, so it's been a really great partnership because we get to play a part in that. And it's, it's jobs for us. It's not just supporting families in these countries. It's supporting families here in America as well. Um, One of the, actually the way Noonday started was as an adoption fundraiser. So Jessica Honiger is her name and she's the founder of Noonday. And she actually, I had dinner with her last night because she had been in Asheville. She'd been in Asheville for a girl's weekend and just hopped over to Greenville real quick. And we got to have dinner. And he was Was that your first time? No, I've gotten to um, meet her a few times and she was with us in the Dominican Republic last year. And um, she is just precious and a joy to be with, but I was excited that she got to sneak away last night. Um, But the way this all started is she and her husband, Joe, they were in real estate, they were flipping houses, but they were in the process of an adoption and they were adopting a little boy from um, Rwanda. And so they had traveled over there and, um, 
while there were introduced to a couple named Jolia and Daniel, who I've gotten to meet in Austin. I didn't go to Uganda, I wish. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> um, Jolly and Daniel came to Austin to Noonday's annual conference that they have and got to speak to us. So I've gotten to meet them. But Jessica and Joe, Noonday wasn't even an idea at this point. Jessica and Joe met Jolly and Daniel, and they were a struggling couple. He was in seminary. They were often hopping from house to house. They didn't really have a home. They were trying to sell jewelry um, to Bacon's meat and other crafts, not just jewelry. Um, but they met them and were connected. And Jessica said, well, can I, they had all these beautiful things, but nobody buying the whole thing of there's just not a marketplace in many of these communities. So Jessica said, well, can I take a bunch of this back to Austin? I think people will love it and just see how it goes. And so, of course, she was like, sure. She didn't have high hopes. But um, so Je that was what we now call Noonday's first ever trunk show was Jessica and Jessica's den in Austin. And she just laid it all out there, invited all of her friends and used the sales of that to help fund her adoption. And sold every last piece that night, called Jolia and was like, you're not going to believe this, but I need more. And they couldn't believe it. Um, so they sent her more. And that just sparked the idea of this is a beautiful partnership. I'm, it's supporting my family because I'm helping fund an adoption doing this. And it's supporting Jolly and Daniel. So that it started. I just feel like it's going to explode. <laughs> it just started with one artisan and one family trying to adopt and that's and now we're in 15 countries and Noonday really still heart, has a big heart for adoption and they do Noonday they do adoption fundraisers all the time so you can host a standard trunk show where you just invite your friends and um, people can shop or you can and the hostess earns rewards or you can host an adoption fundraiser and rather than the hostess earn rewards people can shop and Noonday will just send a check directly to the adopting family, um, a percentage of the sales. So they still try very hard to support adoption through their business. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, you've had crazy experiences. And every time, well, both times you've gone on trips, I've followed you. And it's just, you just are so lit up and so passionate. And you can just tell that you come back alive. and. It's true. Changed, you know. Mm -hmm. What about, I mean, the people and I guess you've met, you have a team or you've met a lot of friends. How has that so impacted here in America, you? Uh, are you talking about people through the company? So, yes, I've met, obviously, Susan, who um, is the ambassador who hosted the Trump show that I went to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now I've developed a great relationship with her. And then she has other people um, that she's met, she's been with the company almost since the beginning. It's turning 10 in October. So, um, it's, you know, this year is, will be 10 years old. Um, and so she's been with it. I mean, maybe almost nine of those. So she's been with it almost since the beginning and I've been with it almost four. So she's introduced me to a lot of people in this area. And, um, then just from traveling on these trips and going to Noonday's conferences, I've gotten to meet so many women and I will say the community of women that I've met has been the biggest blessing to me that and traveling to meet the artisans are just life changing um, with or without the business side of this. And if I ever made a dime, I have made friendships that will 
last forever and have supported me through so much in the past few years and just goes way beyond jewelry. So I'm very thankful for the community of women I've met. Yeah. I mean, is that, how do you feel like, I mean, do you feel like before you found Noonday, were you wanting something else or were you hoping for something or, I mean, how do you feel like it's kind of satisfied a deeper longing in your heart for purpose or? Yeah, well, I think I've always had a desire to do something. Um, my family likes to give me a hard time. I've been trying to save the world since elementary school, whether that was the kid who forgot his lunch money or somebody, <laughs> I didn't think their shoes looked nice enough and they needed, <laughs> you know, just seriously. Always, yeah, they'll just give me a hard time. Yeah, Meg's always tried to save the world. So I just your enneagram number. I do. I'm it? a nine with an <laughs> eight wing, um, and I just want everybody to be happy and every everybody to have what they need. Um, so I think I, it's just you know it's always been in me to do something. But when you're do something meaningful is what what I mean. And when you're a parent and a full time professional and a wife and um, it's hard to do something or it can just seem really daunting to figure out how to fill that piece of the puzzle in your life that you know you want to make a difference but I've got kids to feed and a job to go to and I live in driving around and right where's the space so when I learned about noonday um I just felt like that was very doable for me. And it kind of filled that void that, you know, I did, I can't pick up and go to Uganda for a month. Although I think that would be amazing and meet a lot of these people that I talk about. <laughs> they might the come. Um, but that's not doable for me right now, but it was doable for me to advocate for these artisans and through this business um, and go once a year for a week to visit them and go to the conference for a long weekend every year to once a week. I said for one week, once a year. I, don't, I, think, I feel like I said once a week. Um, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, this, this just seemed doable. And so that did really fill that void for me of wanting to do something, but not knowing how in the world that was going to happen in the current stage of life. Um, Same day. The girls and the community, I do feel like I've always done a pretty good job of making connection. Like I just need connection. Um, I need, whether it's through the church, whether it's through friends, whether it's through the kids' school, like I do just love connection. And so I'm not sure I felt like that was a void um, because I probably was getting that in some way just because I can't not. But it has filled that role as well in ways I didn't even know I needed. Well, tell us about your kids and your family and what's behind all of this that gives yeah. you passion. What do you live for? Well, um, so I have three kids and they are 17, a senior and oh, 14, <laughs> 14, almost 15, a freshman and then an 11 year old who's in sixth grade. And, um, yeah. And then, you know, my story, but I met my husband in, um, college and we were married for almost 20 years. And I was talking about the Dominican Republic trip. So when I was in the Dominican Republic with noonday in 2019, 
when I got home, Jay was running a fever. And I remember texting all the girls like, lucky me, you came home to a sick husband, you know, like you give her, give him a hard time. I was like, really? Like I just left a resort in the Dominican Republic. Like you got to snap out of this man cold, just joking with him. But, um, that fever turned into about 14 days of no answers and eventually a cancer diagnosis. And, um, the new day community that was with me on that trip just surrounded me. I mean, obviously my family and local friends did as well, but they did from afar. And, um, we launched into a six month battle of our life and he lost that battle in October. So we're coming up on one year of that. But so I, he is not with us anymore, but he's always with us and he's a part of everything we do. And he was my biggest supporter in my work. He was like, stay home. If you want to stay home, work, if you want to work, like whatever you want to do, if you want to travel with noonday, if you want, you know, we will make this work. And he was always my biggest cheerleader. Um, and the kids have been so supportive. Like, I feel like when your husband is the one who speaks that life into you, you feel unstoppable, right? right. Yeah. Oh, if he says I can, then yeah. I know. And I mean, he traveled all the time for work. And I remember saying, you know, you can't take off. Like I, you know, and he would say, no, like I will make this work. You need to go on this trip. And so he was very supportive and really encouraged me to follow my passions with this. And so he was a big reason I did a lot of what I did. And now um, still a big reason of why I do what I do, because I know that he's, cheering us on still. And, um, there's so much of him and the kids and they have been amazing and are just so supportive of whatever I need. And I've really stepped up. I've got a dog sitting here. <laughs> you see, like, <laughs> it's because he's like pawing, like, please give me attention. Um, so yeah, so on the kids right now are really what keep me going and what are inspiring me because they've been amazing and they're why I do anything I do. Um, and just give me kind of the strength I, I need right now. Just, um, you just do it, handle it beautifully. And I know it, there's a lot behind the pictures and the stories, but you really are shining so brightly. And well, thank you. You bring a lot of life and encouragement to I mean, everyone. Well, I appreciate it's it. Amazing. I hope that I can. It's not all roses. Don't get me wrong, but um, that's okay. We definitely are. We're doing well. And I know this is part of our story and we'll learn a lot, have learned a lot and we'll continue to learn a lot. Um, Well, I know you're working on some things to kind of celebrate his life and It's coming up in a year. And so what, tell us about your plans for that. Right. So he was um, just one of those people who literally lit up the room and just everyone, all of his employees, everyone who's ever reached out to me to talk about him, just, um, just wanted to do something and wanted to give back and what can we do and how can we support you? And, um, it was just overwhelming because, well, grief is overwhelming, but then just, how do you honor him and how do I respond to these people of how they can help and how they can give back. And, um, one of his friends, he had an amazing network of guy friends that he grew up with and, um, who have become, they, they 
and their wives have become great family friends. And so a few of them reached out to me and said, if it's too much, we can wait, but we'd really like to launch this foundation and, you know, want your input and what do you think of this? But they knew I was kind of paralyzed by what to do and how to do it. And so they really stepped up to help out with that. And so we've created the Jay Bloomer Foundation and um, our purpose is to give back and to hit one of his favorite quotes is by Nelson Henderson. It's called the true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. And so he was that person who he would do something not because he was going to get recognition for that, but because he wanted someone else to flourish, whether he ever heard about it again. And so our goal for the foundation is the same. Um, And so we are going to do initially scholarships. So this year, since my daughter's a senior, we're really wanting to get it done in time to give our first scholarships this spring. And we're going to grant one scholarship to T.L. Hannah, where my children go, and then one to his high school where he graduated. Um, And then as the foundation grows, so will our impact, and we want to um, provide awareness and advocacy for cancer patients and then support families as well. So we kind of have a a plan. It'll take a little while through fundraising to reach all of our goals, but um, we're launching it soon and are going to hit the ground running and, you know, are in it for the long haul. So we don't need everything to happen this year, but, you know, I hope 50 years from now, my grandchildren are pitching into this foundation. So that's our goal. That is enormous and gorgeous. Yeah. Do you find like, I don't know. I, I know that grief and joy just somehow intermingle. And how do you handle, you use the word paralyzed, but I know like grief can sometimes steal you from being able to make decisions and, and that kind of thing. But then the joy of having your kids and seeing what they do. And right. Is that hard to navigate? They go hand in hand. Um, I can only attribute our faith to that and not, you know, not everyone has that, but personally for us, you know, we talked a lot when he was sick about hope and just that you'll never regret having hope. And we just, obviously we hoped he would be cured and we hoped he would be healed, but we also had hope in Christ that regardless of whether that happened here or later, that he would, um, you know, that he was going to be healed. It may or may not be on our terms. Um, and it wasn't, but you know, we had a lot of peace in that, um, have a lot of hope still, even though it's harder to find now. It was only, it's easy to have hope when he was right there next to you. Um, and you could hope together. It's a little harder sometimes to find that now, but again, the kids, our family, I mean, our friends have just all been so supportive and we continue to find that hope and just be blessed with peace and joy intermingled with the grief that just can't really be explained, but I'm very thankful for it. Wow. You do it all so beautifully. You represent Jesus very well. Well, thanks. Um, Okay. Well, um, is there anything else you want to share about yourself or you what do you want people to know about you well um I don't know about me I'm not good at talking about me I can talk about Noonday and Jay all day long but (laughs) what's been keeping you sane during quarantine any guilty pleasures or 
I've watched, I had never watched television before. I mean, people would ask me, like, have you seen this Netflix show or have you watched this? I'm like, no, like I literally never turned on the television, not because I didn't, I don't even know why I didn't. There were just other things to do. (laughs) And I have watched about anything that pops up on Netflix (laughs) during quarantine. I've found myself a couch potato that I didn't know I had that in me, but Uh, I've enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. I've had some guilty pleasures of just binge watching. What's your favorite? (laughs) I mean, I I watch everything from um, the documentaries, like Down to Earth, which is the grown-up Zac Efron, who's Uh I love that, to like, (laughs) um, I'm trying to think of the name. Travels to some cool places that you probably. I know. To like Hallmarky type stuff, like Virgin River and um, <laughs> what is the other? The I keep wanting to call it Sweet Home Alabama, but it's not. But anyway, there's a couple of Hallmarky ones that I'll watch. Oh, like Downtown Abbey. Watch that. <laughs> I haven't watched that one actually. On your list. You might need to add that to my list. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, Meg, I just. I'm just thrilled. I adore you and I appreciate you giving your life so generously and just showing us how, um, how to use your life and take perspective in new and fresh ways and just push through the hard things and find the beauty in them. That's what Ash and Ivy is all about. And just taking the bad and the good and, and meshing it all together to find life. And you're the perfect example of that. It's hard to find one without the other. If something, if something is all good, then it's probably not true. (laughs) (laughs) The two two go hand in hand. I tell (laughs) my, that's like my biggest lesson to my daughter. She goes, look at this, their room on Instagram is so great. Or, you know, like, and I was like, honey, like, Everything looks good on Instagram. <laughs> That's right. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. We all have our our things, but it's just how we choose to deal with it that is can be a game changer. Well, tell us where we can find you. All right. Well, um, on Facebook, I have a page called Noonday Style with Meg. On Instagram, it's at Noonday with Meg. And then my website is www.megbloomer, which is M-E-G-B-L-O-O-M-E-R at noondaycollection.com. So there's, if you want to just kind of follow along um, to see what's going on in the Noonday world, then you can hop on any of those and and find out more about the company or find out more about my business personally here locally. And then also for the foundation. Can we find yes, and, about that? Yep. And then the foundation is also um, the J Bloomer Foundation on Facebook. Um, on Instagram, it's at J Bloomer Foundation, no the. And um, it's www.jbloomerfoundation.org. So that would be great if you all supported that as well. Definitely will. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Wow. I know your heart is heavy as you are filled with empathy for Meg and her family. They have experienced loss that is unimaginable. My prayer is that you are also filled with hope and renewed faith that God is close. 
He loves us and he walks with us through the awful things we face on this earth. The gospel is our comfort. We know we will see our loved ones again because we have the hope of eternity. I so appreciate Meg sharing. Okay, so have you seen the New Day collection? OMG, it is seriously so dreamy. We are having a one-week trunk show. It's starting right now, so go check it out. Buy those Christmas gifts. A percentage of the show will go to help an Anderson family in need for Christmas. Listen, I love you guys. I'm cheering for you, so let's move forward in love.